Hey folks, how's it going? Jovan Hutton Pulitzer here. Thank you for joining me this morning. If you've never joined me before, I'm about to record my radio program. Uh, it goes by really fast. You'll kind of see me distracted at time, looking at all the feeds and everything else to make sure the radio gets it. Uh, and then we're able to talk afterwards once we get done with the radio program. By the way, we've decided to go ahead and start sharing the extended version of the program as well on the podcast. So every show should have two different versions now. The one you see that's nicely packaged for radio has to hit exact times. But there's a lot of stuff we talk about in advance uh, of me doing my radio program. And there's quite a bit of stuff that we talk about after the program, about double the content, right? And so uh, it's just one of the ways we get the information out there. Now, listen... I want to start this morning, maybe a few weeks ago, I um, did a program for you telling you about some of the nut stuff that was going on with donations and how there was a big racket going on that they'll use uh, President Trump's name and they'll use... Uh, topics that are important to you and get people to donate but it is a con and it is not going to the causes that we want them to go to okay and so absolutely uh as i do this live in real time right here you're looking at me i want to make sure that i give to you a story that's just broke about those donations uh, because it's becoming a problem. And it is something that many people know that the GOP and others are doing to unsuspecting people. Uh, it's about a four-minute video, but I think it's very important I run this as a public service announcement that you're aware of. Watch this. This is over a thousand pages of potential victims of my opponent. I have an urgent warning for you involving harm that could be done to you if you are a retiree in this country or if you have a loved one who is retired. You may need to warn them about a fundraising ploy that they could very likely have gotten caught up in, especially if they are patriotic and worried about the direction this country is going. It's really upsetting because it involves the Arizona governor's race and my opponent. Take a look at this. This is how big it is. This is over a thousand pages of potential victims of my opponent. Thousands upon thousands of Americans, most of them retirees, most of them living on Social Security, got tricked into donating money to my opponent in one of those recurring donation schemes that is zapping their bank accounts or ringing up expensive charges to their credit cards. So here's how it works. Her team would send text messages to patriotic elderly Americans across the nation with messages like, help Texas build the wall at the border, or help President Trump get his truth social media up and running, or helping other causes in the Republican Party. 
Now, these kind-hearted retirees would click the link, and little did they know they were signing up for a recurring donation. But not to build the wall or help President Trump. It was a recurring donation to a woman that they don't even know, and let me tell you, they probably don't want to know her. Our team spoke to some of the victims of this ploy. Now, they're the lucky ones who figured it out. I went to investigate donations to Karen Taylor Robeson, a candidate for Arizona governor. I have a record that you made a donation to her. Do you recall making this donation? I'm not familiar with this person that you're even telling me. No, I don't remember anymore. I did not give her a donation. She's a fool. These victims are men and women on fixed income, some of them making $10 donations, others making $100 donations each month to Karen Robeson, a rhino candidate for governor who doesn't even need their money. She's being funded by her 95-year-old billionaire husband. So why is she trying to trick these hardworking people, these retirees, out of their money? Because she knows her campaign has no grassroots support. Now, 95% of my donations come from small donors here in Arizona, really hardworking Arizonans who want a governor like me who will put them first. Karen has just out-of-state and some in-state high-dollar donors from the political elite. So in an effort to make it appear that she is liked and supported by everyday folks, she employed the lowest of low strategies to try to trick people out of their money. It is disgusting. Some folks have figured it out and demanded refunds. 1,200 refunds have been issued so far. That is a record in politics. But there are thousands of others, like Francis Walling, who's given $26.50 a month. There's Mrs. Foster, a disabled unemployed resident of Arizona, giving $10 a month for a total of about $75. How can you protect yourself or your elderly loved ones from Karen? will sit down and look through their debit statements or their credit card statements for those monthly recurring donations to Karen for Arizona. And if you find them and want a refund, you can call your credit card company or Karen's campaign to get that money back. And while you have her on the phone, tell her, shame on you, Karen, for tricking our wonderful patriotic retirees out of their money, especially in a time when they're struggling to put food on the table and pay for gasoline with the sky-high inflation we're living under. Listen, I'm new to politics. I know they call it the swamp, but my rhino opponent may be the most swampy, corrupt, and certainly the most unethical person in all of politics for this deceptive, disgusting fundraising ploy. Karen, shame on you. You shouldn't be allowed to ever hold public office for your unethical actions. I did not give her a donation. She's a fool. So this is a pretty big deal, folks. We talked about it. And um, it's totally deceptive what these people are doing. The GOP, in many ways, is participating in it, where you think you're giving to the people that are America first, and they absolutely deny America first. That uh, Karen Robeson, she does have an endorsement for being governor. Uh, I think she was endorsed by Ducey, the governor that certified the election in 2020, the current governor, and I, Mike Pence just endorsed her. And I think that probably tells you quite a bit. 
And so when all those donations come in, especially when they're run through the GOP, they are literally telling the American for America First candidates that you want in that uh, we can't support you because we don't think you can win. And they just keep on pouring the money into rhinos. But this is how it works. So, folks, do me a favor. Share this right now on your Rumble. Click the little plus sign. Share this right now. We're going to get it started in today's program. We're going to be talking about murdering Monticello and jacking Jefferson. History is getting whacked by the woke, and I want to expose you to it, and I want to expose you to some history they certainly don't know, and there's a good chance you don't know. Here we go. Cut the crap. How many times a day do you want to say that to politicians, the elite, the loony liberals, the fake news media, and the gender-confused, emotional, socialist, snowflake crowd? Cut the crap is your secret weapon for fighting for our freedoms and our great republic. It all begins with a massive mental enema, freeing you from the toxic news and politically correct views, which constipate your consciousness with stinking thinking. Your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. He's known for calling out politicians and telling them to cut the crap. You've seen him on virtually every television network and listened to him on Coast to Coast Radio. And now he's here to help you learn to fight for America. Culture, race, and American politics, they all have one thing in common. They all need to cut the crap. Now, here's your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. Hey folks, how's it going? Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer here. Thank you for joining me. Now hang on, I've got a crash in my system. This happens. Don't worry, it happens. Okay, stand by. We get to, we get to, that's part about doing live. You get ready? Okay, so play like you didn't hear that because this is live now, but that's why we have a little cushion built in. Ready? Hey folks, Jovan Hutton full of chairs. Thank you for joining me for Cut the Crap. What a name for a program, right? Well, today's program, we're going to talk about some crap. We're going to talk about some crap that's about woke culture and race because remember, crap is an acronym for culture, race, and American politics. I'm going to give you a history lesson. I, I can't help it because, you know, these woke weasels that we have in our society have no true knowledge of history. But what they want to do is they want to make sure they rewrite American history. At all costs, they want our children to not know the truth about just how fantastic the United States of America is. And so that's why I was compelled to talk about what's going on in Monticello, you know, Thomas Jefferson's estate, because they're murdering Monticello, Monticello, they're murdering, they're jacking Thomas Jefferson and others. Um, in case uh, you need just a very simple refresher uh, Thomas Jefferson, amazing man, amazing gardener, right? Many of the heirloom seeds we have in the United States today came from Thomas Jefferson and his world travels. So he was a lawyer, father, scientist, writer, uh, governor, vice president, president, philosopher, architect. But now they're making sure in history they add the little thing about slave owner, Okay. Now, uh, he was born in uh, 1743, grew up in Virginia, and you know him. You know, he inherited his land and his stuff from his 
father. Okay, and there was a way of life at the time. Uh, he basically uh, studied, and he went on to study at the College of William and Mary. At 17, by the way, uh, he read for uh, the law, meaning as a law jurist, Virginia jurist, for five years. Uh, and then he was elected to Virginia's house, right, uh, of Burgesses, which is the colonial structure they had at the time. Most people know that Jefferson helped draft the Declaration of Independence. And he worked under the new Constitution in 1790. Remember, pay attention to these dates. Uh, He was the first Secretary of State in 1790 under the new Constitution. He worked with George Washington. Uh, He was in opposition to Alexander Hamilton. Um, He basically became, in 1796, the political candidate uh, then. And it was a hotly contested uh, candidacy. Later, after his presidency and stuff, of course, he put together the Lewis and Clark expedition, etc. Then he retired to Monticello uh, for the last 17 years of his life, staying there at this estate and uh, welcoming people to this estate to, to, you know, educate them about uh, what was going on and to educate them in law and politics. And he was just an avid, avid gardener, Thomas Jefferson. You basically uh, know who he is. Another one I want to talk about is James Madison, because this is relevant. And James Madison, uh, most people call him the He's not only a founding father, but the father of the Constitution, right? You've heard of James Madison. Uh, He composed the first draft of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. That's kind of what gave him the moniker, right, of the father of the Constitution. Because Madison and Thomas Jefferson, they were the founder of basically what the Republican Party which, which is now the Republican Party, but what at the time was called the Democrat-Republican Party. And it was what was called America's first political opposition party. Okay, uh, Jefferson, when he became the third president of the U.S., Madison served as his secretary of state. He's the one that oversaw the Louisiana Purchase. Uh, he's the one that uh, commanded and led into the War of 1812, etc. We're talking about Two people that literally helped form the United States. Now, why this is important is our Bill of Rights and our Constitution is a model that all countries aspire to. And the ones that don't have good constitutions and Bill of Rights are the ones that are controlled by tyrants. I personally say that our Declaration of Independence is just as sacred as the Ten Commandments, here's how I mean that, is the Ten Commandments are perfect. Our Declaration of Independence is a perfect document. It's exceptionally well-drafted. Exceptionally well-drafted and followed all around the world. Most people realize or want to follow that model going forward. Now, I want to tell you about a modern day person. His name is David Rubenstein. He is in D.C. 
You've probably heard of the company, the Carlyle Group. It's one of the world's largest uh, and most successful private investment firms. They manage about $325 billion in assets. They have offices in 26 cities around the world. Now, I'm going to just read you his credentials outside of being a billionaire because this is very important. Uh, He's the chairman of the board of the John F. Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts and the Council of Foreign Relations and the National Gallery of Art and the Economic Club of Washington and the University of Chicago. He's a fellow of the Harvard Corporation, a trustee of the Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center, John Hopkins Medicine, the Institute for Advanced Studies, the National Constitution Center, the Brookings Institute, the World Economic Forum, and director of the Lincoln Center for Performing Arts in the American Academy of Arts and Sciences. He's also a member of the American Philosophical Society, Business Council, Harvard Global Advisory Council, Madison Council of the Library of Congress. He's the chairman of the board, by the way. Board of the Dean's Advisor to the Business School at Harvard, Advisory Board of School of Economics and Management uh, to Singa University. He invests in China and the board of the World Economic Forum Global Shapers Community, Global Shapers Community. He's also the chairman of the board of Duke University, Smithsonian Institution, and co-chairman of the Brookings Institute. And he helped create this thing called the Giving Pledge. The Giving Pledge is rich people giving away their money, uh, and he won uh, a recipient of what's called the Carnegie Medal of Philanthropy and the MoMA's, meaning the Modern Museum of Art, David's Rockefeller Award. So this guy is a pretty high-end fellow passing around the money and saving for history places like Thomas Jefferson's Monticello. He uh, had things refurbished, brought it back up to the grounds. I don't know if many of you have ever visited it. But it's an incredible place at uh, both these places, whether it be Jefferson's estate uh, or any of the other ones. These things have to be preserved for history. However, there's a big controversy going on because right now the woke weasels of the world, that's the WWW, they are literally working to rewrite American history. And of course, they're going to focus on slavery. So my program today is going to focus on slavery. But I'm going to give you some information that you might not know so we can fight this wokeism. Hang tight. I'll be right back. See, I told you learning how to tell the world to cut the crap would make you feel great. There's more to come. Jovan will be right back. Our liberties and freedoms are under attack in America. Our freedom of speech, our freedom of religion, even the ability to work, the ability of parents to control what is happening in their children's schools, and our freedom to make our own medical choices. Hello, my name is General Mike Flynn. You see across America, moms, parent groups, doctors, businesses, community organizations and community leaders, truckers, ordinary citizens, Everyone working every day to defend our freedoms and save the America that we all love and cherish. Our Save Freedom in America campaign is a nationwide crowdfunding campaign that is providing these organizations with the necessary resources they need to save our freedom 
and save our republic. By supporting the Save Freedom in America campaign, you are helping change the course of history, and I mean it. If we don't, our liberties and freedoms may be lost forever, and that is no joke. It's serious, and we, as I always say, local action equals a national impact, so get involved in your communities like you've never been involved before. Now, if you feel as passionately about saving the freedoms we enjoy, as many Americans do, as much as I do, I would like to ask you to join our nationwide effort and donate today. Every single dollar is going to organizations that are on the front line fighting for our very rights and freedoms. Please donate and then share this with those you know so together we can save America. Please donate to this extraordinary campaign to save our country. Thank you so much for doing so. God bless you and God bless America. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and MyPillow. Well, during these times, your support has meant everything to us. So my employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly onto you. We're selling the best products ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have my standard size MyPillow, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. Or you can get custom fit with my premium queen size MyPillows, regularly $79.98, now just $29.98. Or my king size, regular $89.98, now just $34.98. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive this exclusive offer. If you do it right now, I'm going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. Our liberties and freedoms are under attack in America. Our freedom of speech, our freedom of religion, even the ability to work, the ability of parents to control what is happening in their children's schools, and our freedom to make our own medical choices. Hello, my name is General Mike Flynn. You see across America, moms, parent groups, doctors, businesses, community organizations and community leaders, truckers, ordinary citizens, everyone working every day to defend our freedoms and save the America that we all love and cherish. Our Save Freedom in America campaign is a nationwide crowdfunding campaign that is providing these organizations with the necessary resources they need to save our freedom and save our republic. By supporting the Save Freedom in America campaign, you are helping change the course of history, and I mean it. If we don't, our liberties and freedoms may be lost forever, and that is no joke. It's serious, and we, as I always say, local action equals a national impact, so get involved in your communities like you've never been involved before. Now, if you feel as passionately about saving the freedoms we enjoy, as many Americans do, as much as I do, I would like to ask you to join our nationwide effort and donate today. Every single dollar is going to organizations that are on the front line fighting for our very rights and freedoms. Please donate and then share this with those you know so together we can save America. Please donate to this extraordinary campaign to save our country. Thank you so much for doing so. God bless you and God bless America. We're back. Now let's continue to fight back and take back our country by learning how to tell the politically correct to cut the crap. Here's Jovan. 
I'm talking about in this program what I call murdering Monticello or jacking Jefferson because history is being hijacked right before our eyes. Now, I'm even a a victim of this. When the left wants to erase your history, they do it. I'll give you an example. If you ever looked at my Wikipedia profile, they completely stay away from everything that makes me one of the top inventors, not only of the world, but historically. And they'll only use the woke crap to try to uh, discredit me. They won't cover my publishing of history books, anything like that. Uh, They even go as far as for my television appearances for the History Channel and stuff. They systematically kind of scrub my name from that stuff like I, I don't exist. It's just kind of the way it works because they sure can't have well-known conservatives that have accomplishments. Now, they're doing this all throughout history through all kinds of people. One of them is Thomas Jefferson. Now, I told you just before the break, I, I'm a rare sea collector and planter. Uh, by the way, none of my uh, anaconda be- means made it. I lost them all. Bummer. But anyway, uh, when you go to Monticello, you can go to their uh, seed shop. They have vegetable and herb seeds and annual flowers and perennial flowers and biennial flowers and everything else you can imagine. That's what they're known for. Thomas Jefferson uh, is why you have a lot of the nice vegetable crops you have now when you want to uh, plant something rare. It's that man that collected them. Um, in fact, you can order them from Monticello if you want, but things like, you probably never heard of marrow fat pea seeds, uh, Prussian blue pea seeds, balsam apple seeds, Silesia lettuce, wild, wild strawberry seeds, common flax seeds, all this stuff. He's known for that a collection of stuff that, uh, and by the way, you can actually, uh, get little packages and stuff there and plant your own garden and replant uh, Thomas Jefferson's garden. The reason we have kale, believe it or not, in the United States of America, if you love kale, is because it was a favorite of Thomas Jefferson. They did called it a mystery thing at that time. He got exposed to it, thought it was incredible, brought the Russian kind, uh, the Buddha kind, the Delaware scotch, etc., sea kale. People didn't know what to do it until uh, it was Thomas Jefferson. It was basically a mystery plant. Now, these are the things that these high net worth donors that happen to be liberals do not want you to know. Because when they get an opportunity to modify history to their liking, they take the opportunity to do it because if they can rewrite history, they can control your mind. Now, this is part of why they stopped teaching history in our schools. This is an operation to make our children be ashamed of our founding fathers. This is uh, literally how they're destroying the America from the inside out. So I'll give you an example. If you were to go to some of these famous homes across the country, we just were talking about Monticello, you can go there and you can do a tour. It's been around forever. And it is basically a museum of the home of Americans' founding fathers. It's something you should have a national sense of pride in. But instead of uh, talking about Jefferson and what he's accomplished, they have redone Thomas Jefferson's Monticello estate 
they're not covering his background. They're not covering his true uh, reputation. They are now talking about him as a slave owner. Much of the history I just told you about is no longer at all, no longer even spoke on the tour at his own estate turned into a museum. This makes me sick. It makes me angry. The very man who advocated for emancipation and separation of church and state, you now literally go to this majestic place and you get demoralized because they literally want to talk about slavery and the tour guys talk about Jefferson, you know, his reputation is really overblown. This I find highly, highly upsetting. And it's all because money's coming in from these woke people. In fact, I told you about this one fellow. He paid to overhaul a James Madison's house. You know, I told you, the author of the Constitution. Even at these places, imagine this. Montpelier, which is Madison's estate, No American flags are allowed to be flown. Think about that just for a moment. No American flags are allowed to be flown. The the, America's foremost political philosopher uh, created our three branches of government, wrote the Bill of Rights, the Federalist paper, served as two terms of the president, and they cannot even fly the American flag. You don't go there and try to learn about the Constitution anymore. Everything is about slavery, that he was a slave owner or comes from slave owners. They have rewritten our founding fathers as something disgusting, something to be ashamed of. And now you understand why they are teaching critical race theory in our schools. They are working to erase American history from the top down. It happens in every category. There is a huge play as part of the color revolution, which is going on in our country, because we are in a third world war, folks, right now. Third war war. It's just a digital war. It's completely different. You're all engaged in it. You all should be a warrior in it, and you have to fight it. And the ironic part of it, just like William says on Facebook, we're all slaves, and that's absolutely true. Right now, we're slaves to information control and their revisionist history. That's exactly what they're doing. And that's why I decided to do this program. You know, thousands and thousands of you watching right now. uh, I think I'm probably going to be able to share with you things you probably never knew historically that may help you understand why they're getting rid of textbooks in schools, why schools are now political organizations instead of learning organizations that they learn from this unholy trinity from, you know, government, media, and academia. And 
to destroy this nation, they have to destroy it from the inside. They have to rot it from the inside. And that's exactly what they're doing. So if information is key, and now you understand why they were getting rid of cursive writing. You know why they're getting rid of cursive writing? It's because if you can't write cursive, you also can't read cursive. And that's all of our founding documents are in cursive. It's all part of a plan. I'm going to expose and give you some draw droppers. Be right back right after this. Are you following Jovan on all social media? You think this program is good at empowering you? You should get your PhD in cutting the crap by following Jovan Daly on all social media. Just find him by typing hashtag Jovan Hutton Pulitzer. Hang tight. Jovan will be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and MyPillow. During these times, your support has meant everything to us. So my employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly on to you. We're selling the best products ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have my towels with proprietary technology, which makes them soft and absorbent. Towels that work, what a concept. They're made with USA cotton and come in a variety of awesome colors. My six-piece towel set is regularly $109.99, now just $39.99 with your promo code. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive this exclusive offer. If you do it right now, I'm going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. You've lost family. You've lost friends over all of this because they said you're a conspiracy theorist. Now you have the facts and the information to educate them and to open their eyes to what's really happened. In all systems, whether it be you're going to do a public company or you're going to be audited by a bank, they ask you and your accounts to look at everything down to the penny. Why don't we do this in our election systems? And it's because the auditing is set up not to find the truth. At jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com, you will receive the truth that the left does not want you to hear. Just go to jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com right now to hear the truth. Did you know that Jovan is the only private citizen which has a full webpage dedicated to him on the Secretary of Georgia's government website? Why? Because politicians are deathly afraid of Jovan, his reach, his fans, and his calling them out publicly and telling them to cut the crap. They know Jovan empowers the people, and corrupt politicians do not want the people knowing the truth. Now, let's get back to it. Politicians and educators, unfortunately, because it's all become political prostitution, have a vested interest in you not knowing history. They will tell you and sell you that all of the American founding fathers, the First Continental Congress and everything like that, were slave owners. Now, granted, there were people at that time that did, in fact, have slaves uh, that they inherited. That's key. You need to remember that that they inherited. They want you to believe that America was the source of the slave trade globally. 
Uh, they're erasing from Wikipedia that there were more Irish slaves brought into the United States of America, sent here from England to get rid of them, than there were ever black slaves in the United States of America. In fact, most of the black slave trade happened down in Cuba, Latin America, stuff like that. But they don't want you to believe that. They don't even want you to know about the freed blacks in our history. So I want to kind of take you on a stroll down most modern memory lane and historic memory lane. I want to give you an example. One of the ones that was the slave owners back in that time that was written about uh, and, uh, for, you know, from the fact, the Baltimore store, uh, Sun wrote this. And in the 1850s, there was a fellow by the name of George Washington Overall. Have you ever heard of George Washington Overall? Not George Washington's overalls, but George Washington Overall. Right? He had, on record, in 1850, just prior to the Civil War, he had multiple slaves. In fact, they're recorded in the 18... Uh, 50 census, along with uh, uh, a, a lady by the name of Mary Duvall. She, too, owned slaves. Now, they don't teach uh, in those, you don't hear about those people, and it's only because uh, those are uh, Barack Obama's family. Now, they don't want to teach you that. They don't, they don't want you to hear that, because that's just uh, not uh, what they do. But there's going to be slavery in most people's past somewhere, right? And slavery has literally been around since the pre-race, uh, pre-civilization, back when we were hunter-gatherers. It was actually written into the Mesopotamia Code back in 3500, BC. They don't want you to understand this because they want you to make it only about skin color and there were no white there were no white harvesters of slaves. It was black tribes just like American Indians enslaving other tribes and selling them off, keeping the women and selling the men. It has happened forever and ever and ever, but about the 1600s um, merchants, European merchants, uh, basically initiated what is called the slave trade. You need to understand that. Now, I just talked about early slave. You need to understand right now that India has 7.9 million slaves. China has 3.8 million slaves. North Korea has 2.6 million slaves. Nigeria has 1.3 million slaves. Iran has 1.2 million slaves. Indonesia has 1.2 million slaves. The Congo, Democratic Republic of Congo, has a million slaves. Russia has about 790,000 slaves. The Philippines has about 780,000, and Afghanistan has about 750,000 slaves. Today, on the books, living right now, enslaved, true slavery, right now at this moment we talk about. This would be uh, like a, a woman rallying against rape, as they should, but turning their heads because it was their favorite Democratic lawmaker. We just won't talk about that. Oh, you see that stuff. You know, we're talking about several hundred thousand slaves that came to the United States of America, but went primarily south. 
not in the United States. We're talking Latin America, sugarcane countries, etc. So first thing you have to do is you have to understand the true nature of slavery because it's going on right now larger than it ever was during the Civil War. And when you look at the people that really started creating a business out of slaves, not just getting rid of warriors from another tribe, it was the Muslims, and the Muslims still do it today. But we can't talk about that. We cannot talk about that. That's not allowed. But it still continues all around the globe, and it has been around since the BCs. Now, an interesting thing people don't know in this process, mainly because our country doesn't teach it, it doesn't teach you the time window that have to really do with this. See, everything, just like in computing, has a very interesting date, time, stamp. When did it happen? What was going on then? And therefore, they're trying to teach our children and grandchildren to believe that Americans was the great slave empire. And it is a total myth designed to destroy the sovereign nature of the United States of America. They will not talk about Native Americans enslaving each other. But they do this because the intent of the dialogue has nothing to do with history, has only to do with shame and destroying, and basically they're enslaving our young children's minds, and they're particularly enslaving young black minds. I don't I hate using the term African-American because it's BS, but young black minds, and they're enslaving them into this school of thought that America's bad. Now, I want to point something out. Have you ever looked at some of these hip-hop artists, rappers, I guess I should say, etc.? Have you ever looked at when they began to when they come out of the system? See, I think there's proof of modern slavery right there. I'll give you an example. We're on slave to credit card debt. That's all slavery. The taxes we pay, it's all slavery, indentured servitude. And if you think you own your home, you're wrong. You can not have a note on it, but don't pay your taxes. And they'll take it and screw you. But it's interesting. If you were to look at some of these thug artists that we have, go back and look when they started. There's a few interesting things you'll notice. Number one, there are no tattoos all over them. There are no silver or gold teeth or diamond in their teeth. They're just somebody who wants to make music. And when they get into the industry, they are told they need to go through that transformation to be taken seriously. And so they'll forehead them up with tattoos, neck head them up with tattoos, change their teeth, make them speak thuggish, eubonics, remember that crap, eubonics. And they do that because these people in the music industry are the modern slave masters. They use that music 
and the content of that music, which they support. You don't have enough hoes in it. You don't have enough cop killing in it. We need more. Because that's the message they want in the brains of our young, malleable minds. I believe that rap and the thug culture is one of the most insidious things in our nation. But that's why they reach out and pluck them and make millions off of them, but they cultivate them into that image they need. And why do they need that image? Because part of that image is to enslave young black Americans into adopting that image so they can perpetuate stereotypes. Now, this is the party that says, you can't look at a person's color of a skin and say they're bad. You sell it. And of course, right now with critical race theory, uh, they sell you that, hey, that person with lighter skin is a racist, absolute racist. So I am not a racist because uh, I'm a liberal. So I'm not a racist, but I'm going to teach you this to look at their skin and say they're racist. So you don't become racist as I teach you how to be a racist. That's how upside down this is. But here's what you don't know and that they refuse to teach you in schools. The Civil War was not over slavery. The Civil War was all about commerce. At that time in our economy, everything was coming into the Louisianas and Georgias and coast. That was it, bringing it in. That's where all our shipping was. But we had a structure in Washington, D.C. that became our government. And we were an agrarian society. It was all about farming. It was all about raising crops. Of course, Cotton controlled the fabric trade. The textile trade was phenomenal. Uh, we were the world leader in silks at that time, etc. And there was a move to destroy business, kind of like putting a pandemic on it, that would force everything to change the seat of power from the South, who had all the power, all the money, all the investors, right? And all the banking. So when the government at that time says, we need more government and the government can do it better, they had to figure a way to change that power, which was primarily cotton and sugar, by the way. And they accomplished it by a war that divided our great nation. Now, when you're going to sell a war, you can't say, we're going to go take over the economy and the money and make everybody depend on us. We're not going to share the wealth with you. We just want more control. Well, see, you can't sell that. But you can sell it was about slavery. Now, we all know that the Civil War, you know, basically ended in what, 1865? You're right. Civil War. It's all about slavery, all about ending slavery in 1865. And we set the save slaves free. We did it. We set the slaves free and ended slavery in the United States of America. That's what you're now taught. It was all about slavery. The only problem with 1865 
is they're forgetting a very important date, which was July 31st, 1789. What happened on July 31st, 1789? What happened in succession, boom, 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 right after that? I guarantee you most people have never heard this history and it's this history that are going to be my closing comments and arm you to tell all these rat bastards to cut the crap. I'll be right back right after this. The last segment of the program is coming up next. And if you haven't shared cut the crap with your friends in social media, now is the time to do it. Just think how much more power we all would have in saving our great country if everyone knew the truth about what really goes on behind their backs and learned how to tell the system to cut the crap. We'll be right back after this. Get the hard-hitting truth. The left doesn't want you to hear the real truth Jovan Hutton Pulitzer has to tell you. You want common sense and facts, and that is what Jovan Hutton Pulitzer can provide. He is your warrior helping you fight the left. Jovan Hutton Pulitzer is unnerving the left daily as he tells you exactly what you need to hear. At jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com, you will receive the truth that the left does not want you to hear. Just go to jovanhuttonpulitzer.locals.com right now to hear the truth. The morning after the 3 November 2020 presidential election, Americans woke up to the stark reality that our great nation was under a new type of attack. This attack didn't come with mortars or bullets, but was an assault on our sacred election process. Since then, Americans everywhere have had to ask themselves if they really believe that our election was true and fair. We are in a time of large-scale government corruption, and many have lost faith in our institutions. That's why we formed the America Project for you and for the nation. The America Project was formed by a group of fellow patriots who are building the most pro-freedom and pro-American network ever known. The America Project will connect you with organizations, churches, small businesses, and individuals to help you win for America. The America Project is about actions and results. Join our team today. God bless you and God bless America. Can you feel it? You're getting more powerful by the minute. Just think of the impact your voice will have simply because you know how to tell the culture, race, and American political prostitutes. They all need to cut the crap. Let's get back to Jovan and his final words for this week's program. We're talking about murdering Montecello, Jackie Jackson, and how the woke weasels of the world are trying to redo our history, trying to change everything and sell that the United States of America is bad. Now, I was just talking about some things, and I gave you a date in the 1700s. I kind of led in with the fact, you know, the Civil War, its approved dates are like April 1861 to April 1865. And they're telling you that it was over slavery, when in fact it was actually over cotton. 
and sugar and changing the balance of power in the United States of America from the South, which had the money, had the power, had the wealth, had the banks, did the loans and everything else. And the North was deeply, deeply, deeply in debt to the South. Of course, they don't talk about that. And even when it comes to cotton, most people don't even know the history of cotton, but the cotton literally has been around for eons. It was uh, first uh, cultivated in the Indus Valley in 6000 BC. Now, why don't they teach you the history of cotton if it's so important to Americas? Because if you understand that cotton comes from the Indus Valley from 6000 BC, and it was which is basically India and Pakistan, the Indu Delta is what it's called, and you understand that. Nobody can explain how cotton got to the United States of America or the Romans were cotton importers and the Arabs were cotton importers, but it was already here long before Columbus, oops, sailed to America and settled the world. See, one of those inconvenient histories is the fact cotton proves there were ancient mariners traveling the globe, but I digress. See, what I want to talk to you about right now is not April 1861 to April 1865 in the Civil War. I want to talk to you about the Slave Trade Act of 1794. What? 70 years before the Civil War? Yeah, I want to talk to you about 1794 when... President George Washington, on March 27th, 1794, prohibited ships engaging in slave trade to or from the United States. Now, they don't want to teach you that because in 1794, the founding father of this nation had already signed into law the Slave Trade Act of 1794. And by the way, it was just the first of many anti-slave trade acts. Period. They would not let slaves land on foreign soil. They would not let ships transporting slaves land on American soil. They would not allow slaves to be retrofitted so it could import slaves. In fact, this was a huge crime. But see, they don't want to talk about how they decided to enforce it, which affects you every day of your life. You just don't know it. Most of the time you don't see it because now it's tied to airline flights and postal service. But that's why we have the United States Custom Service. You see, in July uh, 31st in 1789, the United States enacted the United States Custom Service. Why did they do that? It was designed to enforce the laws against slave trading. You mean U.S. Customs was uh, stopping slave trading in 1789? You bet your bippy. 
and they were eradicating it as fast as they can. Had a name, a name back then. You can look it up. Look up the records relating to the suppression of African slave trade and Negro colonization. Oh, what was going on? Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Since a lot of the slave trade was coming from what you now know as modern-day Libya, what was the United States of America doing at that time? When these ships were intercepted with slaves, history doesn't talk about, they were literally giving them land and colonization for free Africans. And in 1861, the Interior Department assumed responsibility for the administering of anti-slave trade laws and for the purposes of getting set up and giving them land recaptured or free Africans in the Libya or other countries where it was going on. Why don't they teach this? Well, the reason they don't teach this is because it doesn't go with the narrative. The reason they teach this is because they don't want you to understand slave trading was a black-on-black crime at the time and a Muslim-on-black crime at the time. And they don't want you to understand that George Washington was already eradicating it. This is why they don't teach that part of history. We still have departments in our own government doing business, checking everything that comes in all around our ports in operation today that are stemming from shutting down slavery 70 years, what it would be, 75 plus years, 90, 75 plus years from when you're told that that's what this was about. No, it was the freaking fake media of the day, political excuse to transfer and confiscate power in the United States of America to industry and big boys in New York that thought they should be able to control it and said, to hell with people owning this land and doing this stuff. We're just going to go in and seize it and take it over. And that's what they did. And it's been sold to you that that's the American Civil War. This is why history matters. And if you don't know history, we're doomed to repeat it. And why you have to tell all of these rat bastards to cut the crap. Okay, I'm done with the radio program. Let me just make sure they get it okay, since I kind of had a rocky start. Um, I'm a big proponent of everything you thought you knew about history is horseshit. <laughs> and it's, it's really true. It's more true than you can imagine. And it is all about power and greed. And you're right, Stephanie, the transfer of wealth and power. Yes, Helen. Helen's my girlfriend. Did you know that? I go to Helen's house in the morning and I peek in her window. She almost caught me the other day, but luckily her neighbor came out, startled her. She looked away. She didn't see me crouching in the bushes. Anyway, inside joke. Uh, This is 
the nightmare of history. This is the nightmare of who uh, literally controls the history books, controls the dialogue. And what's going on right now, it's even in my own life. I have patents in 189 countries around the world. If you were to put Elon Musk, myself, and, and Bill Gates, and Google founders, and Zuckerbucks, and all them up, and you look at my patents and their use in society, I beat them all hands down. But see, the left can't allow people to write about that. They can't. Because this media corruption and this unholy trinity between government, media, and academia has always existed. Always. And at the root of it is... Power, money, and greed, and control. That's it. It's very simple. We're in this right now as you watch the January 6th phony infomercial hearing to try to sell America. They're doing two things. They're trying to sell America that it was an insurrection, but they're writing a false history as they do it. And it's called leveraged cross-verification. Think about how Wikipedia works. For something to be populated on Wikipedia, it has to come from multiple sources. If you only have one or two sources, they can disqualify it and say that's not relevant enough, it's not important enough to history. Now step back. They suppress everything conservative so it doesn't get published. And so a lot of the publishing is relegated to lesser sites, not the big magazines. Well, they do that because when it comes to a Wikipedia standpoint, and everybody believes Wikipedia is true, of course yet, they can say, well, that's not a recognized news source. Now you flip to the other side and you basically look at the recognized news sources, all of those news sources sell the same crap. And so what it enables them to do is to say, this must be true, because look at all of these news sources which wrote about it. They're supposed to do research, and since they're journalists and supposed to research, it must be true. That's how the game works. So this January 6th committee infomercial on primetime TV that they're doing right now, as they get coverage and they get media to write about it, they are fortifying their intent to rewrite history. They know they only need 20 years and it will be a true fact. That's it. Has nothing to do with history. And so part of this undoing of the United States of America is this cross-pollinization of fake news. They need it. They need to get it 
out and propagated, then more sites pick it up, then it goes across the globe, and they all cite each other, just like they did in this report called Lost, Not Stolen, that I'm currently narrating for you, because they need that crisscross system back and forth. And in that crisscross back and forth, while they suppress you and I in real stories, it is the formula for permanently installing it in to the logs and records of history as fact. Now, their goal in a lot of things they're doing is to not only re-envision history, but they have to convince you that the very documents that founded our country, the single most successful country in the world, folks, where you truly used to have freedom and liberty, they have to convince everybody in the system, in a, gen- in a generation, they need a generation to do it, and that's what they're working on, that those documents are invalid, which is what they're working on right now, because all of those people were white. All of those people were men. And so when you understand in a color revolution, what's a color revolution? They're trying to tell you women weren't represented. Colors and race aren't represented. People are suppressed. It was exclusively white dudes, real dudes with dongs who were really dudes and lighter skinned. See, it's all built into a formula. And so when you look at what's the core, see, they need to overturn the sovereign republic we have of the United States of America. But in order to really do it, they have to get rid of that constitution. They have to get rid of that Bill of Rights. See, they prefer not to do it through a civil war because now, right, We have a hell of a lot more weapons and dangerous things. And most people in this country, military-wise, are not going to turn on their own people. So they realize they can't do it that way. So what they engage in is what's called a push-pull. They basically push out propaganda, which is why Barack Obama undid the Smith-Munt Act. It allowed our government to give propaganda to academia and news sources and get them to put out the message they wanted to put out. So all of a sudden, they want to teach you that America is not a place to be free. It's never been free, and America has never been great. Now, I want to remind you, if you're a critical thinking person, America is the freaking melting pot of the world that made it work. America was the place where when the rulers kicked your ass and the church tried to hang you or burn you at the stake, you could run to find a life, freedom, and liberty. But see, they don't want you to know that part of the history. And so the way they do this push-pull is they have to push all this stuff down. That's why they go down to the lower levels. That's why it's about our kindergartners, our preschoolers, our elementary schoolers. They have to push it down that far Because they know they've got about a 10-year window to have this kind of be the norm. And so what they need to do is they need to convince you America's founding fathers were racist, were junk, were crap. That document, that's why they sold racism. It's all a formula. I don't want to be racist. That's the most weaponized word in the world. Well, 
if you now believe that our founding fathers were racist, then it's just a short hop to go, well, wait a minute. They didn't have any women or transgendered guinea pigs drafting it. It was a bunch of old fat white guys. That is why they sell equality. See, as they redid the corporate boards of America, they convinced you, we've even done this at our Supreme Court level, no, somebody has to sit there because they have a vagina, even though they can't define what a vagina is or used for because they're not a biologist, even though she had two children pushed out of it. But anyway, I digress. Yeah, technically right, she's not a biologist. So when you get this diversity crap, they're pushing that in there for a reason. Is it really to excel women? No. Is it really to excel Americans who have a little different pigment color of skins from the other? Not at all. See, once they get you bought on racism, then they get you bought on equality, even though we already have it, and then they get you bought on wokeism. Now, wokeism's the last part of it. Because then people start to revolt and say, that constitution of our country didn't have any input from gay people, native people, black people, orange people, woke people, hamster people, people that identify as cats. Therefore, that document is shit. Now, the last level of all of this is to to convince you that our documents are shit. And if they can convince you that our documents are shit, because now they've got, there's no transgender there, there's no equality there, there's no brown people, yellow people, black people, whatever, and therefore they're not valid. Once they get to that equity shit in our documents, then they can justify exactly what they want to do. Get, excuse me, get rid of the documents. And when they get rid of those documents, it's over. And the reason it's over is because they fought a war on our minds. They fought a war over our children. They fought a war using money to infiltrate organizations, corporations, school boards, etc. To get only to that end game that they can repeal and get rid of that document. Because when they get rid of that document and get to, and by the way, I've always said it's about the paper, get a new one in, it's over. And that new document will give them the right to declare martial law. That new document will give them the right to kill you. It will give them the right not to allow you to work. It will give them the right to take away your freedoms. It will give them the right to say, you can't worship that way. It will give them the right to say, if you use these words, you're a criminal. It'll give them the right to say, if you have any beliefs outside what we tell you to believe, you are a menace to society and we have the right to delete you. Therefore, liberty and freedom become null and void. This is why all of these parts, you have to understand how they work. You have to understand what the intent is. 
And you have to understand how they weaponize things against you. You cannot ignore history. You cannot ignore this critical race theory horseshit. You cannot ignore the grooming of our children. You cannot ignore that our school systems are woke and broke, but sucking money out of us and not teaching our kids. And most high schoolers can't even do third grade level math, reading or writing. Like I said, it's why they took away cursive handwriting. Not because it wasn't useful, right? It's for two reasons. It was because you cannot read historically older documents, which the church has done in the past, but do you understand that your signature and your cursive is a direct formation of your individual nature? I can prove it to you. Think about how many times you practice your signature grade school, junior high, high school, whatever, you practice your signature until you found the one that fit you. Your signature is a direct extension of how you identify independently. Now, when you look at cursive, right, you have your own style and flourish of cursive as well. It is a direct extension of your individual liberty. When you remove even that aspect of individualism, you are training a mind to think in what? Chains, rails, and blocks. And when you take away chains, rails, and blocks, and people can't even sign their name anymore or read it, you have now also controlled the mind of the person. All of this, every single bit of it is an assault that has been going on forever to steal our freedoms, to steal our liberties, and to destroy our nation because they're jealous we're free. And they know out of 189 nations in the world, there is one, only one, that everybody desires to be a citizen of. And that is the United States of America. And they can't let that happen. And therefore, they must destroy it. And they pay these people well to destroy it. And they promise these people, just do what we say. We're going to put you in power. You will never want for money again. You'll have all the sexual fetishes you want, everything you want to do. We'll help you do it. We're going to supply it to you. You're going to be a king. We're going to control everything, but you're going to be a king and a ruler. And these people will bow at your feet. And that is the war, the digital war we're going through right now. And why they had to tell the world that Orange Man was bad because he was exposing it all and setting us free. But I want to remind you, history repeats itself. We have been here before. We had to escape this before and start our fantastic country. We're blessed to be here. And we should never, 
ever lose sight of the dear price we paid to have our freedom and liberty, because now it's being challenged once again. We've got all the right in the world on our side, and there ain't no reason to be afraid. And there ain't no reason to not take the challenge dead on. Because I'm going to tell you who we come from, folks. We don't come from some weak, jellyback, spineless people. That's not who we come from. None of us. And it doesn't matter what color you are, what nation your folks hail from, how much money you got. We all share the same name. We are Americans. And at Bunker Hill, there was Americans. And at Fredericksburg and Gettysburg, there was Americans. And at Iwo Jima... Raising that flag on Sarabachi, it was Americans. And at Porkchop Hill, it was Americans. Quezon, it was Americans. And on 9-11, there was Americans who ran towards those burning buildings. That is who you share your heritage with. You do not share your heritage with a weak and ineffective people who cower at the side of trouble. You share your heritage with a strong and brave people who are determined to hold on to their freedom and for the freedom of future generations. Guys, it's time for us to stand up and be that generation. It's time for us to stand strong and proud to remember who we are, that we are Americans. And as long as we stand as the vanguard of freedom in this nation, Freedom will survive. Not only survive, but So guys, it's time to put on a packs. It's time to fix those bayonets. It's time to get ready. We got a fight on our hands. And our fight is not for us. For all those generations that's going to come behind us. Let's save America, folks. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Most people are afraid to stand up and speak out, but not you. You've been learning how to tell the system to cut the crap. What can I do to help save the America I love? And the answer is, learn how to fight back and tell the system to cut the crap. Cut the crap's not just a radio program, it's a movement. The right kind of movement, which breaks free the conservative constipation and reminds you that you are the majority, and we're just not going to take it anymore. Make sure you're following Joe Von Hunt and Pulitzer on all social media. See you next week, and between now and then, take a stand and tell them all to cut the crap. Hey there, think of all those people who mocked you for being a conspiracy theorist. Are you ready to become the smartest patriot in the room? Well, now's your chance to join me on Local. It's exclusive. It's a free trial membership where you can use to determine if my work, my insight, my content, and what I do to educate you to fight this fight for our country is worth it. And this is a whopping $4.16 decision since that's what the membership is with an annual subscription. Now, you have to decide if $4.16 a month is worth becoming the smartest patriot in the room. So are you willing to spend $4.16 to gain the knowledge and insight it takes to make sure your country and our way of life survives? Is
back detection. You love to read and learn, travel and explore. You're a fearless, brave heart patriot who's opened doors. You are courage. You're our voice, Jovan. We thank you for what you're fighting for. You're our warrior. You are brave, like a lion. You, David, fighting the life couldn't ask for more. You're our warrior. Think of what you've done for you, for me, for our country. You'll go down in history as our warrior. You lead by God and always do what's right in the battle for our nation. You lead the fight. We pray for your safety, the armor of God to protect you from all of us. Here's a thank you for all that you do. You are courage. You're our voice, Jovan. We thank you for what you're fighting for. You're our warrior. Like a lion, you David fighting Goliath couldn't ask for more. You're our warrior. Think of what you've done for you, for me, for our country. You'll go down in history as our warrior. But you know what? 
If we lost the election, we know when we lose. If I lost the election, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. Seriously. The county has refused to produce the network routers. We want the routers, Sonny. The county refused to produce the network routers. Wendy, we gotta get those routers, please. Get up! Routers. Come on, Kelly, we can get those routers. Those routers. Wow. If you got those routers, what that will show. And they don't want to give up the routers. They are fighting like hell. Why are these commissioners fighting not to give the routers? How simple could it be? That will tell the truth. And they don't want to give up the routers. What are they trying to hide? And I say it, and I'll say it, because the easiest way of cheating is to throw them away. That's easier. The county has refused to produce the network routers. We want the routers, Sonny. The county refused to produce the network routers. Wendy, we gotta get those routers, please. Get it's so unfair. It's so unfair. It's so ridiculous. I, I'll be honest, though. Look, we all like to win. If I lost this election, I could handle it pretty easily. What? Run in 24, sir. You're gonna win. And I say, wait a minute, I just won six months ago. The big lie, they call it. Those trends are unproven. And knowing what happened in the election is a good thing, not a bad thing. It's a good thing, not a bad thing. It's a good thing. The county has refused to produce the network routers. We want the routers, Sonny. The county refused to produce the network routers. Wendy, we gotta get those routers, please. Get if you think about cancel, everything about cancel culture, they want cancel culture. But what they don't want to do is anything having to do with the 2020 election. We have no press. We have no voice. They almost got away with it. They may have gotten away with it. And I've got to tell you, I've got to say this. I've never said it before, but I've always thought it. I get along with Putin because that's a good thing, not a bad thing. The county has refused to produce the network routers. We want the routers, Sonny. The county refused to produce the network routers. Wendy, we gotta get those routers, please. Get up! Get up! The coconut nut is a giant nut If you eat too much, you get very fat Now, the coconut nut is a big, big nut But this delicious nut is not a nut It's the cocoa fruit It's the cocoa fruit Of the cocoa tree Of the cocoa tree From the cocoa palm family How much did you weigh before you lost the 40 pounds? I don't remember. See, I'm one of those unlucky people. The least little thing I eat and I just blow up. I think it's glands. Well, you better stop messing with them glands. <laughs> I've made a lot of mistakes. I've been wrong many times, but I'm beginning to think I'm right about this. The mainstream media is not your friend. The culture is not your friend. The government is not your friend. Big business is not your friend. They are operating collegiately in unison to create a set of systems that are beneficial to them and disadvantage you.